and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by my free training, The Three Legal and Tax Mistakes Made by New and Experienced Business Owners and How You Can Avoid Them. Here's the thing. There's a few key things we've all got to do to make sure we unfuck our biz. I've seen all the mistakes and I know how to help you get past them. So here's what I want you to do. Go to www.unfuckyourbiz.com, sign up for the free training, watch it, and do at least one of the homework assignments I share in the masterclass. Promise? Okay, now let's dive into the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. As always, this is Brayden, your host. Super excited that you are joining us. Today, I am joined by Christy Rusner. Runzer. Damn it, yes. I did it again, didn't I? I keep <laughs> That's messing up okay. last name. Christy Runzer. I have a hard yes. time saying that for some reason. Run anyway, is first, and then the Zer. We'll just call you Christy, owner of On Right <laughs> On Route Financial. Christy is a certified financial planner who helps businesses really project income, get organized, and get their shit legit when it comes to hitting their goals, dreams, hopes, aspirations with both their personal income and business income. So if you've missed out on some of the past episodes, I would suggest that you go back and listen to episode 17 for sure. That was last week's episode. This is really part two of a two-part series with Christy. And then if you'd like, you can go back to episode seven to listen first, where Christy and I discuss the differences between CFPs, CFOs, CPAs, accountants, bookkeepers, attorneys, all that good stuff. So episode seven, episode 17, and then today's episode. So just to recap, last Thursday, Christy and I talked through her money workbook. And we used myself as an example, talked about kind of my goals and hopes for my business and what I want to do just to give context to how Christy operates with her clients. And now in this episode, we're gonna talk about next steps and how to actually plan to set aside the money that you need to, to hit your goals. So I'll kind of turn it over to Christy now to kick off the discussion. Yeah, so we left off with having set you know, your top three goals. You mentioned you have a revenue goal for 2020, that's number one. Yes. And then you mentioned two other goals on the personal side, which were paying down student loans and saving to purchase a home, right? Would you say those are the top three for you? Yes. Cool. And you can start with your top three. If that feels overwhelming for you, start with one. And if that one goal still feels big, cut it in half or cut it in fourths again, right? This is kind of just a framework, but um, if, if thinking about three goals at a time feels like too much, definitely simplify and, and focus on one. Uh, little side note there, but where we're going to go from here is starting to put some number toward some numbers to your goals. 
So what I will typically ask a client when I'm sitting down with them is kind of two components to a goal to start to make it more financial. And what I'm wondering is one, how much money you're going to need either to save to accomplish that goal, or if it's a revenue goal, what that revenue figure is. And then secondly, your time frame on those goals. So I don't know if you want to go through with your top three goals and do an example, or we can just leave it at kind of. Sure. The... Yeah, let's do it. Let's, I think examples and context are always helpful. Cool. So starting with your 2020 revenue goal, we have your time frame, right? That's a, about a year. Mm -hmm. um, what is your 2022, 20, 2020 revenue goal? Well, I have a good, better, best goal. Mm -hmm. But we will just make it real easy for the podcast. And I'm going to say 150000 Awesome. So 150 is for that. With your student loans, I believe you mentioned wanting them paid off in, was it five years, 10 years? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never disclosed how much I have in debt. But let's just go ahead. We'll get it all out there on the table, guys. Don't think poorly of me for this. Um, keep in mind, I was in higher education for like 10 years and law school costs 60 grand a year. So after that and living expenses, I currently have about $300,000 in student loans, okay. which is a mortgage in many states. I know. Yeah, definitely. And nothing wrong with that, right? You know, education is expensive and it's a great investment that you made in yourself. Well, here's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> so 300,000. So time frame wise, and this can be tough, and again, not something you always have to have exact, but we want maybe a guideline. Do you have thoughts on when you would ideally want to have that paid off by? Yeah, it kind of depends on how much house we would like to buy, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I would say um, my, I would really like to have it paid off before I turn 40, which would be Let's, we'll say nine years and then I'll, that'll give me like 11 months of cushion. Okay, perfect. And then for buying a home, how about that? Any thoughts on time frame? And then when thinking about setting a savings goal for purchasing a home, I'm really thinking around your down payment, any closing costs. And then, you know, we do consider the monthly in terms of your cash flow. But for, for the point of this conversation, how much might you need for a down payment? Oh boy. Um, would probably need my husband for like real life on this question, but we'll yeah. just, we'll just kind of make some estimates. Yep. So let's assume, um, and again, I'm going to have everyone keep in mind that in the city of San Diego, average home prices are about seven to $800,000. Mm -hmm. So we will say 800,000 is the cost of the home. Okay. So and now, Christy, I know you're not a mortgage broker, but most people are not putting 20% down nowadays, are they? No. So you can, I, I typically recommend a range somewhere between five to 20. So you could go on the lower and in some states you can do three or you could do zero down with a seller's assist. I'm using some lingo here, but maybe we say, I don't know, 5% for examples sake. Yeah, we so by the time we're ready to buy, we will probably have enough equity in our current condo to roll into a 15 to 20% down payment. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's more of just knowing that my business has consistent enough income to take on the new mortgage. Okay, nice. Possible. 
So you don't need to necessarily have money saved because your plan is to sell your current home and use that equity to then purchase the new home. Is that correct? Yes. And again, guys, this all comes back to, hey, question for you, Christy. In this circumstance, would you generally want to have this meeting with both my spouse and I, or do you often work with just one person? Yeah, definitely. Especially if it's decisions that you are making with a partner or a spouse. Yes, definitely. I would recommend involving both. And you know, that's not a black and white, everyone's different, but it sounds like in your situation, the answer would be yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I would probably say like 5% down, let's do this. My husband would probably feel uncomfortable buying half the house first. So right. I'm sure a lot of, <laughs> a lot of couples probably operate that way. It's a good balance. Definitely. So in, it might be a dollar amount and that you end up coming to because he wants to put more down, but we could also say you could purchase it just through the sale of your current home, which is great. Okay. So let's say my goal, let's just say then my goal is to save $50,000 to contribute towards a down payment. Okay, perfect. I'm going to make it a little easier for Christy here, guys. Here, <laughs> wish washy numbers. And then what would be a time frame you would put on that? By, let's say, end of, I'm going to say end of September 2021, or end of October 2021. We'll just make it two years from basically today. Okay, so two years. So if I'm looking at what you just told me, I like to start to break it down by an annual savings goal, and then we can even get granular into monthly, but we'll go annual for this conversation standpoint. So looking at your revenue goal, that's 150,000. And then with your student loans, you said 300,000 to pay off over about nine years. I'm gonna say 10 years just for easy math here. Okay, perfect. Right? <laughs> so 300,000 divided by 10 years equals 30,000 a year. Oh, yeah. And then for purchasing a home, $50,000 to have saved in two years is $25,000 a year. So if I add up your $30,000 in debt payment plus your $25,000 in purchasing a home, that would give you a goal of bringing into your household $55,000 per yes. year. Yes. Is that making sense? Yes. Cool. So... What we're kind of looking at here is you have a revenue goal of 150 and then maybe you could have a profit goal uh, post-tax, right, <laughs> of 55000 So pre-tax, that would be a little bit higher. Yeah, so my, my profit goal is 70% profit. So here, I'll get out my calculator, guys. Yes, I have so, mine too because no 150. <laughs> times 70 would be 105,000. Mm -hmm. And then um, I figure on that probably about 25% will go to tax. So after that, we're talking, let's just say take home pay of $78,000. Perfect. So if that is the scenario you are planning for, you have the money that you need for your down payment and your student loan for the first year. Yeah, that would be close. I mean, that other $20,000 needs to cover gas, car payments, groceries, and that sort of stuff too. Yep, great point. So that's a question is, 
how much are you needing in monthly expenses? And um, we don't have to go through your <laughs> full monthly expenses, but um, if that is covered, if that covers it, great, you're on track. Yeah, but for me, I'm already starting to see, you guys, this is bringing a lot of clarity, I would guess, based on my own personal finances. Again, 70% uh, profit margin in my business is a goal I'm striving towards. It's not one that I can guarantee that I'll even hit next year. So looking at these numbers, I think it would be reasonable to contribute $30,000 next year. So 20% or a big chunk of that would be for the home. A little, a much smaller chunk would be for the loan. But as the income goals continue to increase, then it could go from 55 to 80,000 a year to 100,000 a year. Definitely. It's not linear, especially for entrepreneurs who are growing, growing, growing. You might start off smaller and then you might get much closer to the completion of your goal as you get closer because you've hit higher numbers. So I think that's a great thing to keep in mind as well. So that's kind of a rough sketch of, you know, maybe where you would target to be, right? So this is our, our goal, right? Yes. From there, step two of financial planning, step one is setting the goal and, and having the numbers to it. Step two is getting a sense of where you're at today. So for, for you, it's what's, what's the revenue, what's the profit? You don't have to give us all the juicy details unless you want to, but that would be where you would go next is where are you at now with those metrics, right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm a long ways off right now, everybody, but I think for me, what I'm learning, tough lesson learned for all of us is, you know, I think I read this, I'm sure it was like a cute meme on Facebook that it was like, you don't learn how to manage money by having money. You learn how to manage money and then you get money. Yes. So I'm right now, my big focus is trying to implement good habits so that I have a system in place to actually set aside these savings when I'm hitting the revenue goals I want to have. And that's where I currently am in this journey that we're discussing. Ooh, I love that. So tell us about some of the habits that you're working towards. Yeah, so right now I don't have really any great habits. Um, yeah, basically I, ha I haven't really started saving. I, the, I will say the one nice thing about my personal financial situation that I'm thankful for is due to the fact that I have my husband to help and I just generally don't believe in credit. I have no consumer debt. Amazing. So the student loans are pretty terrifying, but I don't have, I don't own any credit cards. I don't have a car payment, nothing like that. So other than student loans and business expenses, that's really all I have to work with. So it's really just setting a budget for my personal finances mm -hmm. and then um, setting up a saving schedule for these goals. Yeah, I love that. So you have your marker of where you are with revenue and profit. And then in terms of habits, you are working on budgeting and getting some savings set up. So that's kind of your where you're at now. Right. It's like I'm kind of at that point now where every time I get a big client, I feel like I'm allowed to go to Lululemon. <laughs> yes. And it feels harmless when you're in the beginning stages of your business because that extra money is like a $50 pair of shorts. But then that turns into like $300 at the mall. And so I'm really worried that's going to turn into like $1,000 watches at the mall. And this is, that's kind of the point where you got to cut it off, obviously. 
Yeah. And I love that awareness because that is where you can start to really put some savings into place or some practices and habits into place to help you say, wait, 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 I would love to have that watch and I'll have it one day, but right now it's more important for me to do X, Y, Z, right? Priorities and what we're focusing on. Exactly. Cause we all have a list of stuff we want. For me, it actually wouldn't be a watch, but it's like, there's a chair at West Elm that I really like yes. and a sofa and I love a new, it's like all that kind of interior decor stuff, right? So mm-hmm. every time you get a step up in income, you have to realize that it's not a simultaneous opportunity to upgrade your lifestyle. Yeah, and, and, and it could be about a balance too, right? Because we don't want to necessarily deprive ourselves and we still want to enjoy life. So maybe you get, you know, a nice pillow at West Elm <laughs> instead of the chair, for example. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Cause the little, the little stuff adds up. So mm-hmm. instead you just put all that stuff in your budget. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the, where you are now process as I'll recommend getting a sense of all the different moving pieces of your finances. So what are you making? What are you spending both in your business and personally? And then, you know, how much is in the bank? How much do you have in investments? How much are you saving? How much do you have in debt? What type of debt? is it and really laying it all out there to see every single different moving piece of your finances to give you a full picture of where you're at today yeah so the question i always have so i see in the money book workbook which again you guys can and should download if you go to the show notes unfuckyourbiz.com check out episode what episode did we say we were on 17 and 19 you can download it either one of those places You give the goals, max out Roth IRA, travel, and save for home. So maxing out a Roth IRA is something I feel like I should be doing, but where I need someone's expertise like yours is to know how to balance that goal with the ones we've already discussed. So that would be my question. Of course, you can't, you might not be able to give me a direct answer, but what, what factors do we look at to make that decision? Yeah, typically I'll start by looking at your cash flow. So you are making revenue and spending money in your business and that's one entity, right? And then there's a flow of money into your personal. And so once money flows into your personal, it's okay, you're spending X dollars on expenses and then there's potentially some money left over And it's a question of, okay, how much is left over? What do we want to be doing with this money? Should we put it all towards the student loan? Should we put some towards the student loan, some towards the house, some towards a Roth? And starting to consider what your different options are based on the money that you have to save um, and, and making some decisions from there. So I know that's a more general answer, but that's kind of at least the process that I go through and can help guide you with based on your priorities and what's most important to you. Cause it's about you. It's your financial plan. Right. I like that. And everyone, we are planning on doing another episode. Uh, I don't have it scheduled yet, but it will be coming probably in a month or two. We'll do another episode with a deeper dive into retirement savings specifically And between Christy's expertise and my tax expertise, we'll be able to give you some killer information on what the difference is between an IRA, a Roth IRA, a solo one, solo 401k and all that good stuff. Yes. 
So that is kind of the process in making some of those decisions. And again, starting by laying out all your goals, seeing what you're working with now, and then making decisions for, the, for today. And then you can also start to create plans for the future. You know, right now, maybe it's not feasible, but if you make X amount of dollars extra in your business, maybe that's your cue that that's money you're going to put towards your IRA, for example. Love it. So I know, and I feel like everyone has a personal philosophy. So I have mine that I'll share, but I want to ask yours first, because there are a lot of people who are really into Dave Ramsey's system. There are other people who are into different systems. And I know that, so like the Dave Ramsey camp, they're very, very anti-debt. You pay down the debt, you save for retirement. It's a very conservative approach. There are other people who will tell you to invest all of your money into your business. Don't worry about profit margin that much starting out. It's all about getting your business up and running. Where do you kind of fit into this uh, ecosystem as far as your saving and money management philosophy goes? Yeah, my philosophy is a very much it depends type of philosophy, which is probably not an, a good answer per se, because it's not giving a, a, an exact opinion. But that's, I feel like it is based on what you want to accomplish and what's important to you and the different things that you're balancing, the different goals that you have. So some people may be paying down that debt does make sense for them because that's what's super important to them. That's what makes them happy. That's what brings them joy. Other people, they really want to hit different revenue growth numbers. I mean, I am a fan of profit, so I might not be of the camp of like putting everything back into the business per se, but if there's an objective of doing that to then get a certain amount of profit at a certain point, you know, I could see that being a strategy. So that probably doesn't exactly answer your question, but I think it's all based on you and what you want and what's important to you. Yeah, that makes sense. That's probably the right answer. So I like that. <laughs> what, what my kind of philosophy is, and you guys will see this and you'll start to understand it more as I talk more about the Unfuck Your Biz framework, which I talked about in, I don't know which episode, it was one of the first five episodes, if you all go back and listen. But I am a big believer that trying to find the best way to explain this, that it's great to save for retirement and it's great to save for an, a new house, but it's going to stress you out more if your taxes are a clusterfuck, mm -hmm. even if you have that money saved. So for me, it's all about getting healthy habits and healthy systems set up before you get really nuanced and sophisticated in your savings. So that's why I've started teaching like the profit first philosophy to get your business finances healthy so your current system's healthy and then get a system and check to save and pay for your taxes. And at that point, you can work on getting more and more cash flow into your personal finances. And that's when it's going to be a lot more fun for you to sit down with someone like Christy because all your business stuff, you're not even going to need to really worry about it anymore. It's all on automation. And now you can look at this money that you have going into your personal bank account. What should you be saving it for? What are your goals and all that type of thing? I think that's great. I'm a big fan of getting organized and having different numbers and systems of things going in different places, but essentially just to keep it really clean and simple and you know what's going on. 
Love that. Okay. Anything else that we need to work through in the money goal workbook or did we go through all the steps? That is it for the money goal workbook and then getting your financial data organized. That's not in there, but you can, you know, just go through a spreadsheet or pen and paper, or I have some Excel sheets I could share. Um, and we could pop in the, in the show notes to, to organize, but those are steps one and two there. And then three is kind of, you know, you know where you're going, you know where you're at. Okay. What's kind of that gap between where you're at and where you're going. And it's kind of the creative brainstorming phase, right? Like how can I get from A to B? How can I get from the revenue I'm at now to the revenue that I want to be at? I love the creative brainstorming phase. I'm all about that. Yes. Okay, so what we'll do is I already have a copy of the Money Goal Workbook. If you want to send me any of that extra information, what we'll do is we'll bundle it all together in one download so you guys can go to the show notes, click one button, uh, sign up with your email, and download it all at once. And then uh, you'll be in contact with both Christy and myself. Christy, let's talk about uh, what it is like to work with you. So if someone wants to get started, um, what's like your initial offer, the best way to get started in order to start financial planning? Yeah. So I start everybody with kind of the initial planning process. So what does that look like? That looks like, as we were talking about today, step one, getting your goals set and putting some numbers to it and getting all of your financial data organized. And then from there, we start to identify the main areas, kind of that low-hanging fruit that you really want to start diving in and taking action on right away. So it could be, for example, for you, you mentioned wanting to set up some savings. It could be taking a look at what a savings plan could look like. Uh, it could be, hey, I have this investment account. Is it working for me? Is it serving me? So maybe it's reviewing your investments. It could be that you are struggling to know even where money's going. So it's setting up some systems so that you're tracking, you know how much you're making, you know how much you're spending. Um, maybe it's putting a strategy for making some extra payments towards your debt. So whatever those kind of things are, a good way to think about it is all those things that you feel like you need to have together before you sit down with a financial planner, that whole, I need to get my shit together before I have a financial planner. Those are the types of things that we start off in our initial process is getting that shit together, right? So Yeah, because if you wait till you're ready, you're just never going to get started. Exactly. And no one's ever really ready, right. I feel no like. Because there's always something that you can be working towards. So it's, that's where I start with clients and create kind of a foundation and an initial plan. So your plan, for example, is whatever with your revenue, whatever with your profit. Um, and then from there, I work with them ongoing. So that's typically a quarterly meeting, just especially with entrepreneurs being in such, whether it's variable cash flow businesses or they have a launch one quarter or they want to make a big investment this quarter, there's more frequent decision making that comes up. So we'll meet quarterly just to 
check in on your plan, review your progress, talk about changes, and then make a plan for the next quarter. I'm a big believer in taking it one step at a time. I know it can get really overwhelming, especially if you're working towards a couple different goals at once to be, you know, juggling everything all at once. So we just take it one little step at a time and just continue to chip away at it. Love it. Okay. So I also noticed in your workbook, you have a scheduling link. So you all can download this, work through the exercises. Do you request that everyone go through the exercises before they schedule with you? You totally don't have to because in that free call, that's when I will start to ask you some of these questions and it's okay to not know the answers because that's where I'll be like, okay, this is what you would want to do before we actually sit down and get started. But if you want to, then feel free. So either whatever feels most comfortable to you, but you can totally show up as you are not sure what to expect, not sure if you have it together and we can work it out. Love it. Okay. So we'll put the free download in the show notes for everybody, but then we'll also just put a direct link to your website and your calendar. So if you guys know that you just want to skip the work and just go straight to Christy, you can do that too. Yes. Any other final thoughts uh, before we wrap this one up? Kind of in, in line with what we're just talking about is, you know, start, get started. There's no perfect day. There's no time where you need to wait until you're ready. You're ready now. Dive on in. I like that tip. That's a good one. So get started, everybody. I will leave you all with this. If you listen to all of my Tuesday episodes, you've heard the spiel many, many times. But if you are new to the podcast, just a heads up, I have a Facebook group. It is called Braden's Besties. My name is spelled B-R-A-D-E-N. Christy, are you already in the group? I'm in the group. Okay, Christy's already in the group. So you guys can tag her if you have questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you're not in the group, you'll notice once you join, one of my question prompts to get into the group is tell me a legal or tax question you have for your small business. We are now allowing money management questions in there as well. So if you have a more specific question for me, leave it, leave multiple questions if you want. But if you have a money question, I would love for you to put that on there as well, because I collect all those questions and the ones that are really in my wheelhouse, I answer those on Tuesday episodes. If they are specifically questions geared towards what Christy does, or maybe it's a trademark question, a sales tax question, which I bring guests onto the episode to talk about, then we will save those questions for when Christy and others are on the podcast. So make sure you do that. Go join the Facebook group. And as always, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I will be back in your earbuds on Tuesday. Have a good one. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.